Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Brighton is freezing. That's the other thing they don't say about it. Alex, Alex. Yeah. Brighton is a wonderful place to live. Absolutely no wind by the sea. No I don't wind. Know what you're talking about. Ever. I walked along the beach recently and I was like, Australians must have hysterics. We refer to a load of pebbles as a beach. Excuse me, could you all wind your necks in a little bit? <laughs> Start slagging off Brighton. Please take that conversation elsewhere, okay? We all know Brighton to be an absolutely wonderful place to live with a beautiful seafront and, may I say, some of the best cafes and restaurants in Sussex. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone back the fuck off, okay? Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. How are you doing, Alison? How have you been? Oh, good. Thank you. I am seated at my cousin's wedding this weekend, so that was fun. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. The wedding. Oh, how was that? It was really fun. My cousin got married. It was great. I emceed the speeches. Uh, I got to say, the speeches were awesome. Like, everyone did a really good job. It was fun. It was really fun. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes the speeches can be really bad. Oh, my God, and go on forever. But these ones, they were snappy. My cousin's really cool. Like, he's he's a young kind of, like, new age mod, if I can say that. So his friends are all really cool, and everyone's just cool. And I was like, oh, God. And his wife is gorgeous. Yeah, it was uh, was beautiful. It was a beautiful day. Well, then you must have fit right in, Alison. Oh, get out, Jen. You fit right in. No one cooler. (laughs) No one cooler in this trio. 
so how was the emceeing? Because we, we, I know, I know you were going to do it because we talked about it, yeah. and, and Maureen and I agreed that that sounded like a like hell on earth. Terrible idea, but but it's it was fun. It was great. Honestly, I was amazed at how well everything went went over. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I even did a, like, yeah, we had jokes written specifically for. Oh, I was really proud. I was really proud. Yeah. Ah! And, and it was funny before I went up because a whole bunch of friends and my cousins came over and they were like, oh, my God, is that uh, that's like a Canadian comedian, right? We've seen her at the comedy store and at Frog and Bucket. You've hired someone really good to MC." And he was like, that's my cousin. And they were like, <laughs> that's your cousin? Yeah. So that was fun. I felt like a real celebrity with everyone being like, I've seen you here. I've seen you there. I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, let's hope so. I've been in Manchester 10 years. for Yeah. I hope, <laughs> if you have gone to comedy, I hope you've seen me for crying out loud. Yeah, so it was it was fun. Ah, nice one, Maury. Yeah. What have you been doing? Well, Jen knows what I've been doing. So I got uh, Jen's very subtle, as you know. So I woke up one morning to about seven WhatsApp messages, basically go, "You need to go cold swimming, Maury." Uh, no, the links. No, I just the, said I just I didn't. It wasn't about cold swimming. I just meant you need to get out of your house. You had said to me. I, I'm open to the Lido, so I was like, okay, Maureen's already said she's open to the Lido, so I put the Lido on the link. But it wasn't about me going. You must go cold swimming. It was okay, not oh. the thing. <laughs> so anyway, I got these seven messages, and what I love about Jen is she'll send a load of messages in, then go, oh, I think I've been a bit too bossy, so she puts a little heart as the last <laughs> message. But I love you. <laughs> the heart always comes three minutes later if you look at the. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think I've been a bit bossy. Heart. I read it back and go, oh, I better send a heart. Yeah. No, I, I am your friend. I am your friend. Anyways, so that day I actually uh, paid, I thought I'd pay up for six months because Jen's always going on about, which is true, I need to do sport for my health and my mental health. That doesn't really win me as an argument. As I said before, what will win me as an argument if I pay for six months and then I've got to go enough times to make it so it's less than if I'd paid each individual time, which I've worked out is 22 times. 22 times in six months. I mean, that's better than nothing, actually. That's yes. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. But so I get to I go to the Lido and it's closed because there's a burst water pipe. <sighs> that's not on the website. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then they go, you can go to the Hampstead Ponds, though. It's 20 minutes walk. I was like, fine, 20 minutes walk. I'm here now. What they don't say, it's a 20 minute walk uphill, which is a completely different type of walk. And it's not 20 minutes. So I get there. I'd, Hampstead Heath is a very big heath. So I've got GPS. It takes me to the back of the swimming pool. So I'm at the venue, but I can't get in because I'm at the wrong part. I have to go up another hill, get in there. There's a Be More Maureen moment, which we'll, we'll talk about later. You used to be able to get through. No, you can't. You've got to go all the way up and round the front. Because now you've got to pay. Because before you didn't have to. Well, you did have to pay, but it was a donation. So you could get in anyway. Oh, that's such a pain. Um, Right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you didn't. I didn't because I had my. I'm, I'm now a whatever. So the ponds are lovely. I think to myself, you know, it'd be as soon as I get my shoulders under, it'd be fine. Go in the water. It's freezing. Uh, I get my shoulders under. It's still freezing. <laughs> and I'm there for about two minutes. It's still freezing. And then it's weird. It can't. You kind of acclimatize. It was actually really, really lovely. So I go back the next day. And I happened to pop into the coffee shop because I know the light is open today. It's going to be open. Because nobody really knew about it, it wasn't really busy. Oh. And I was at the front of the queue because I got the, just the timing. And it was absolutely gorgeous day and it was absolutely beautiful. I have to say the light is a lot colder than the pond. It's weird that. It is weird, isn't it? The Lido is always colder than like, yeah, than the, than the river or, water. The, or the sea. It's much colder than the sea. It's crazy. Yeah. 
is crazy. Um, so I had a beautiful day because I spent all day there because sometimes they just give you sessions because it's too busy. But because nobody really knew about it, it was a lovely day. And then I went yesterday. I pretended to myself it was warm and sunny. It wasn't. And it wasn't as nice. And the second time I went in, the water was so cold, I started reacting. And I thought, oh, my God. Because sometimes you can have a bad reaction to the cold water. But actually, then it was fine. But it did take me a long, a lot longer to acclimatise. And then I was sitting outside pretending it was warm and sunny. I was like, it's too cold. I think the difficulty, Jen, I've realised is when you get out, you need something warm, really warm to get into afterwards yeah i think so i mean if you if if the sun isn't out and that's not like that that was the that was the great thing about that's that second day that you went because it was it was a really hot day and so the sun yeah. could warm you up but if it doesn't then you need to yeah you need to take something warm with you i mean i i know it's not very fashionable um but you just take like a big woolly jumper or a or 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 like a I've I've got like a fleecy jacket which I take. Are we going to buy her one of those? What are the trendy ones that everyone wears? What are they called? You won't. They're really expensive. I looked. I've just bought myself a little changing poncho thing with a hood. Yeah, yeah, they're, oh, they great. Can be, they can be nice. You can get like yeah. A, what you're talking about costs it's over hundred quid. Yeah, but you don't need to buy a dry robe. That's just the that's just one brand. There's loads of different brands, and we some of them you can pick brand. one up for like forty or fifty quid. You don't have to spend that. Oh, this thing was like tenner. This was just um, twenty quid. Well. It, Maureen, if you continue with it, we can discuss dry robes and all other things that are later date. But let's just see how you get on. And and frankly, you don't necess- you don't really need one in the summer. I'm very Alison, are you impressed? I mean, I'm super impressed. First off, I didn't know you could just go swim in ponds here. I've never heard of Do you not do you not know about Hampstead Ponds? No. It's really famous. Oh, the women's ponds are absolutely and when I lived in North London, Chloe and I, that's what we used to do. That's where we'd go swimming in the ponds all the time. And um, I, I used to just cycle up from where we lived in Archway and then go straight up to uh, Hampstead Heath um, at the back, Moyne, because I'd cycle through Highgate. So I'd come up right round the back of where the, the ponds were, dump my bike there, go for a Oh, my God. It's, it's gorgeous, magical. Really gorgeous. It's magical. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And the women's ponds is completely... Um, it's not like the men's ponds, which is very open and exposed and anyone can see that pond. The women's ponds is so private and there's loads of wild flowers everywhere. And it's just oh, and it's just full of just it's just full of. Well, it used to be full of w- naked women. I, I think you have to keep your clothes on now. Um, oh, no, there were topless women there, but there were. Um, no, but there was a time when they were they had to put signs out to tell people to keep their tops on. I mean, their bottoms on because you'd be lying down sunbathing, look up and you'd be like, whoa, OK, that's too much. <laughs> Um, Have you told this story on here, what happened to you at the women's pond? Yeah, I've told it. I've told it more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole point where I got asked to leave because they thought I was a man. Um, uh, <laughs> and I was wearing a bikini and it was like, oh, OK, I don't know what to do here. Do you normally have men wandering around in bikini? Look, I mean, I know that now well, this is a different time now. So it's sort of like yeah. gender, whatever, and fluidity, and, you know, but it, we were, this was like 15 years ago where there were no, not one, a lot no of men one in was talking about that. It was just like, <laughs> everything was very binary. And, uh, and at that point I was like, I'm really not sure what to tell you. But anyway, <laughs> the ponds I, I love and I do, that's something I do miss about, um, is I haven't been back. Yeah, I could have paid 20 quid more and, and had access to the ponds. And at the time, I was thinking, well, I'm not going to go to the ponds. And now I've been to the ponds, I think, oh, I wish I'd done that because they are. I'm sure they you are can just... upgrade it. If yeah, you probably. To, for an extra 20 quid because 
oh, the ponds are lush. And one year, one day, if you come up, next time you come to to London, Alison, we should talk about going. I would love that. And and it's so lovely to swim around and then there's ducks swimming next to you. Yeah, ducks are swimming past you. It's, it's... (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm selling it. It's quite funny. You're kind of swimming and there's like a couple of ducks just, <laughs> just swimming past. Like completely unperturbed that there's a load of humans in their water. And in the summer, all the ba- that's when the mums, you know, the, the babies come. So you oh, have yeah. like little baby, duck, little baby ducklings sort of like swimming next to you while you're going for a swim. Anyway, oh it's really, God. it's beautiful. It's lovely. And it's such a shame that the Tories managed to monetize that because it used to be something that was free access for everybody. If you couldn't afford a leisure centre, you could go to the women's ponds, you'd make a donation. But now those bastards have made everyone pay for it. But anyway, just another just another thing just another reason to hate those absolute twats but i think you know you can pay like a like it's like 75 pounds or something and you get it for i think it's like three months or something so it's 25 quid a month which doesn't sound a lot but if you haven't got any money it is a lot and now you won't be able to use the ponds but there we are if you if you if um i almost don't want to tell people to go let's cut this bit out of the podcast (laughs) But anyway, so I've been doing, I've been, I haven't gone this morning, obviously, but I plan to go perhaps two or three times a week. That's my plan. That's great, Maureen. I'm jealous. And also, Maureen, has, has it helped you with, um, you, I, you, honestly, you look more rested. You're fa- facially, you look better. You don't look so stressed. Do you think it, it's, is it helping in terms of your sleep a bit? I mean, last night, no, because I, I'm stressed about something happening this week. So I, uh, last night was a no-no. But the first night, first time I did it, I um, went to bed by 12 and I, had a, I woke up again at 5, but I had about nine hours sleep, which I never do. I mean, that's, I, I sleep usually really badly. And also when I came home, I felt quite energised. I Normally I'd have a nap, but I was going around doing stuff, which is very unlike me. So okay. Jen was like, going, it's not, I'm sure it's not connected. And Jen was going, it is connected. Maybe. It is connected. <laughs> I think it's connected. I think it is. By hook or by crook, Alison, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get more, we'll get Maureen's um, to live longer. It's going to, we'll do it. We're going to make it. Going to yeah, make let's it all go swim with baby ducks and make Maureen last forever. Yeah. Let's go do that. Let's do that. I'm starting on this bit and then we'll, the next part of the plan is happening later. <laughs> but we'll reveal that at a later date, Maureen. So well done, Maureen. I'm actually very proud of you. That sounds very patronising, but I can't help that. You just have to deal with it. Um, I, I listen. What have I been doing as ever? As ever, I can't, touring. I, touring. I've just been on the road. Uh, so that has been it, and I don't really have anything of import. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, um, I went to I went to the Hay Festival and um, uh, to do a gig, and. It was a lot of driving, so I was driving from uh, Hay Fest from Brighton to Hay, and then I went to Pool, I think, and then to Wells Comedy Festival, and it was the most beautiful drive. Like I know, drive. I, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't. I'm not like a great fan of driving hours on end, but my sat nav, for whatever reason, because it was the bank holiday, it took me off the motorway. So that almost for, for most of that drive, like all all of that way, apart from the bit when I hit the M27 back to Brighton. Wow, I think I drove through some of the most beautiful parts of England I've been through in 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 ages. Like and Wales. Oh my God! Like driving through. 
like Somerset and then into Gloucestershire and then blah, 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 into Wales. That was absolutely stunning. And then coming down when I was driving into Wales through the Mendips, absolutely beautiful. I was like, this country's actually quite pretty. I forget, you know. And I didn't hit a motorway at all. So I was just going through these beautiful villages, frankly, with absolutely gorgeous. And it was such a gorgeous three days. Like the sun was out the whole time. I was like, wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I couldn't live in any of those places. I'd be like flipping out. Shoot me in the face. This is boring as fuck. But what a beautiful, what a beautiful drive. And actually that really, I'd even go so far as to say I quite enjoyed it. I don't. I can't say I really love driving that much, but that was. It was really nice, and that's really been. Wow, God, I'm not bringing much to the table, but that's been it. I went for a lovely. <laughs> I, I drove for four days. <laughs> the a dri- lovely four days. The drive to Hay was six hours. <laughs> but anyway, that was what I've done. Uh, good. <laughs> Absolutely no reaction from you two, so I can know that this <laughs> what I've said is really dull. Brilliant. Well, you weren't talking about driving. <laughs> well, I was talking about countryside. I was talking about... All right, I didn't mean to know, start you off again. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 at any point, you could have said, yes, countryside, Jen. I've I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing, nothing from you people, just blank stares. Great. OK, uh, <laughs> let's go back to Maureen. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm holding this fucking podcast up on my own, you two. <laughs> Maureen! <laughs> Maureen taps out. If it's not about her, she's actually not interested. This is true. <laughs> Literally. I've watched Maureen's face when either you or I are talking, Alison, and she's completely zoned out. Oh, my God. I've gotten used to that. I think three years ago when we started, I adjusted to that. I was like, and out. <laughs> Sorry, were you two speaking? Sorry, no. I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, no. No, no, Maureen. No, don't, it's don't your worry. segment. Go. Don't worry. It's your segment and we'll, we'll be listening to you because it's time for your people body moments. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end. But I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> OK, Be More Maureen has got to do with swimming. So I got to the ponds and for some reason I hadn't put my swimming costume under my dress, which I normally do. So I had to get changed. I've never been there before. I said, oh, where'd you get changed? She went, the, that building over there. So I go to this building and all I can see is um, two showers. Like It's a black oblong box. There's two showers. I can't see what how far it goes back because there's, um, I think there's like works or there's like a, 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 some kind of metal barrier or something. And I can't see around the front. Um, so all I see is this little shower for two people. I think this is a bit odd, like coming, that's the only place where you can change is the shower room. So I go in the shower room, start changing, you know, the floor's wet and everything. It's not really practical. And then this woman comes to use the shower and I look at her and say, what the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to get changed. I don't say that. I just look like that. And she's obviously looking at me going, why are you in the shower trying to get changed? But obviously my look wins and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't want to get wet while you're changing. I'm thinking, oh, I mean, obviously I'm going to get wet anyway. So what does it matter? And I'm like, what a stupid cow? You know, I'm obviously getting changed. Anyway, I then don't know where the pond... I said, how do I get to the ponds? Because I don't don't know. She goes, oh, you just go round the building, go round the path. So I go round the path and then I realise that shower unit is just the side of a whole building inside which there are changing rooms. <laughs> right. I mean, 
I can't say I did not predict that ending right no. at the beginning yeah. of the story. Um, <laughs> I feel like that that seems like that's fairly straightforward that we would <laughs> <laughs> that you would go that you would just go out of curiosity and carry on walking just to see if there's anything else around the court. What, what about you, Alison? Do you, what would you have done? Well, uh, I usually do a, a big scape of the land to make sure that, like, what if there was, like, steam rooms or I always do a walk around. So, But I understand this is almost logical. Maureen went to the first place that was available to change clothing. Yeah, and I couldn't see I couldn't see the back, how far it went back. And obviously I couldn't see how, how it went to the front. I know, but that's why you can continue to look, Maureen. <laughs> um, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever um, come up against a wall and then you thought, well, I guess I'll walk around that wall just to see. But Maureen... Uh, Maureen would very much just keep hitting her head against the wall. <laughs> I have no idea how to get past this wall. I guess I'll just keep keep hitting the wall until someone moves the wall. Um, yeah, but I mean, she would give are... the wall a dirty look and the wall would be like, sorry, we're in sorry, your way. Sorry, why is your house in the way? Can you not move your house? I'm trying to get past. But it made me realise why that woman was looking at me funny. Is that the thing that made you realise, Maureen? Wow, yeah. OK, interesting. Um, good, well... Well, Maureen, these are the things that um, will add to the list of uh, of things that we know about you, uh, apart from the basic lack of common sense. Is no, um, but like you know, that's all I could see. I couldn't see around the corner. I could know, I? love, but you know when you can't see around a corner. <laughs> You know, when you can't see, don't assume ever that there's nothing round the corner. Yeah. Assume that there's something round the corner. That Listen, might... that's a good life motto. That's a good life motto. Assume there's more than what you can see. Go around the corner. It's like when you go into a leisure centre and they go, oh, the changing rooms, um, and, and they're, they're like, they're not immediately, they're not, they're, as you walk in, they're not immediately there. You don't just sort of go, well, I guess... I guess there aren't any changing rooms. I guess I'll just. Well, I thought I'll, they were. I guess the I'll just change rooms. behind this pot plant because that seems to be the only place that. Can <laughs> or a be... candle. It might be a candle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, and it, you, you say to yourself, "Okay, I, I might go down these stairs, or up these stairs, or round this corner to see if the changing rooms are there." Yeah, but I thought that was the building. I thought those two showers was the building. I didn't realise the building continued. <sighs> I, I, I mean. I just, I don't understand. I still don't understand why you thought that would be just two showers. Well, that's what I thought. I thought it was weird. Yeah, but at the point that you thought it was weird and knowing yourself as you do, did you not think, right, that can't make any sense because that that they wouldn't just give two shower rooms for all of these women to get dressed and undressed and also shower? No, I just said I thought it was weird that that was... The but then, but then didn't you think just to have a little look? Well, I mean, no. you obviously didn't think. But these are the things that we, we come up against more in time and time again, don't we? <laughs> just the basics, the basics, the lack... The, the, just, the, just the lack of curiosity there is quite something. <laughs> anyway, Maureen, you didn't get there, um, but, perhaps, but, but at least you know now... To do that. Yeah, there's the shower kit, there's changing rooms. There's changing rooms. Yeah. Yep. There's always changing rooms. Good, Maureen. Well, I mean, that has irritated me, but it's fine. Um, I think that says more about me than it does about you, uh, as always, with, with, with your being more Maureen moments. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if she, Maureen, Maureen had really needed a wee couldn't find the toilet i was like well i guess oh yeah there were toilets in there yeah, i guess we'll there. just pee in the shower 
woman comes in to use the shower more in squatting. What's your problem? What do you do? What do you expect? <laughs> Where else am I supposed to go? I don't want to get wet while I'm peeing. Wait till I'm done. <laughs> oh, God, don't, don't make a fuss about it. Ugh. Okay, Maureen, well, thank you very much for your being with Maureen Moment. Of course, it made absolutely no sense. And what, what else What else do we want from you? Common sense? Of course not. That would be, that would make no sense. But uh, let's let's move to someone who does make sense. As always, it's time to ask. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry <laughs> it's time to ask Alison. <laughs> oh, my God, you choked and then Maureen choked. Ah, you both almost died right before my segment. Oh, my God. I think I'm the one that's got a problem. Go to the gym. Get it together. Pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Uh, <laughs> this is okay. We got a great problem today. We got a great problem today. I love this. This is a great one. Okay. I want to read it all so you can hear it. Okay. Here's the opening line. I love this. Help. I enjoy doing mm. improv comedy. Mm. Yeah. There we go. Mm. All right. Number mm. one. Yeah. You do need help. Okay. I want to ask, how do you get involved with a small artistic community without getting exhausted and burnt out? I'm a part of a wonderful small improv community in the small town, and we reach that stage where we have lots of enthusiastic members but no money to speak of and are struggling to find places to perform. Improv in particular is quite hard of a market to sell to the masses, and let's face it, it can sometimes just be complete shit. <laughs> any I mean, kind but of that's the same for literally any kind of performance. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and particularly. No, comedy, but I think so. improv as well. I think it's 98% shit and 2% really good. So I, I really appreciate her honesty in this. And then she put, I've died on my arse more times than I'd like to admit. Oh, we've all done that. So it's not. Yeah, exactly. So it's not always easy to get venues on board. We can't afford to rent out the theaters. A lot of our pubs are not wheelchair accessible. We want all of our gigs to be accessible uh, to all but most little venues where you'd naturally start out our basements or back rooms of pubs and stairs. Then there's the business of all the organization. The community I'm now in is very friendly, so maybe everything will be fine. But the city I used to live in had big-time rivalry between groups, troops, and schools. And there was a lot of idiotic bitching and fighting. I want to get more involved. Involved in finding venues, organizing shows, but I'm worried I'll sap my love for it all. It's always easier staying as a student and just turning up than stepping over to the organizer side. I have a full-time job, so I can't really be getting into things now in a big way, but have a tendency to throw myself in gung-ho. I thought you might have some advice about balancing the joy of gigging with the soul-destroying admin of organi- and organization side of things. This is a great I thought one. this and, was and a great what's question. What's interesting is that I know you'll have loads of advice, but I also know Maureen well as well because Maureen has done both of those things but anyway go Alison sorry I didn't mean to interrupt yeah no 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 that's fine so uh I want to ask how do you get involved with a small artistic community without getting exhausted and burnt out okay so everything I'm about to say real quick this will help you to not get exhausted and burnt out okay uh first off I want to say you mentioned before you lived in another community you were part of another thing and there was a lot of like bickering and idiotic fighting and this and that look first thing I'm going to say is just leave that behind okay no more thoughts of that at all because that is in the past I don't 
don't want you bringing any experiences that you had from a past troop into this. This is a new experience. So let go of that past, like all that fight. I don't, I don't want you living in that realm or even thinking of that. You're in a new place right now. Uh, I spoke to, I actually have a friend. Uh, her name is Kate McCabe. She's a comedian and improviser, and she makes a ton, like she makes her living off of doing improv and works with various troops, various groups. So I thought I'd ask her, here is some of the best advice that she can give, particularly with improv groups. Uh, remember, uh, an improv troupe is a cooperative, okay? And what you got to think within this cooperative is, who am I? in this cooperative. Okay. So is this a hobby for me? Am I looking to one day be professional? Who am I in this group? Okay. Who, how am I going to fit in? What's my role? What is your skill set on and off stage? Are you a good improviser? Are you a good organizer? Are you looking to build up your improv skills? Are what are your skills as a person on and off? It's a cooperative. So as soon as you figure out everyone's skill set and strengths, then you can figure out more so who can do what within the group. Um, identify the troop's goals. Okay. As this troop, as this improv troop, what do you want? Um, that way you can help to divvy up some, some, some of the work, some of the things that are going on. Uh, that way everyone isn't doing everything and running around and you're, all your heads aren't focusing on the same thing. That tends to lead to burnout when you have a bunch of things. Whereas if you figure out everyone's skill set and strengths, then you can divvy. You can also figure out who's in this just for a good time, who wants this to actually maybe be something they do permanently in their future. That can help you figure out, you know, maybe what your interests and what you'll focus on. Um, I don't want you to feel, uh, I don't want you to get burnt out even before you get going because uh, hobby burnout is basically burnout because you're a perfectionist. So I need you to like not take it all on or think it's all you, figure out who you're working with and divvy it out and talk about your goals and who can do what. Remember, this is a troop, you are a group, it is a cooperative and in improv, The saying is, yes, let's. So remember that. It's all got to be about a positive uh, experience and going into it with that good mind frame. Uh, As far as places to perform, I get you. It can get really hard sometimes finding venues, especially if you want accessibility and especially if you're in a small community, okay? I uh, I used to be a high school drama teacher. I taught uh, grade 12s. We were going to go around to elementary schools and do like these plays we had done. The first school we went to, I had two kids in wheelchairs we got to the school completely not accessible and I remember looking at the kids and being like I'm so sorry this didn't even cross my mind this was many years ago and they looked at me and they went Miss Smith it happens all the time it's okay it's not your fault so I love that you are focusing on this and thinking about this some things or places okay get creative you're grasping here but let's do this churches churches are usually totally access uh, they have accessibility for wheelchairs uh, coffee shops what coffee shops uh, I mean Vancouver and a lot of small pl- like cities there's tons of shows improv shows comedy shows going on in coffee shops daycares I know it sounds ridiculous I have done a stand-up show in a daycare center. Often they are accessible, and in the evenings they're not being used. Community centers, what community centers are around you? If you truly have no place, I'm going to say, let's welcome the world of technology into things. Is there a way that maybe 
you could use technology and have someone be an on-screen aspect to the performance. I know it might be a little tricky, but hey, look, we've got so many new things nowadays that we can do and use people. Maybe that is a possibility for some venues if you can't get everyone into it. That is all of the advice that I can give you right now. But good for you for finding a passion. Good for you for finding something you want to get involved in. But remember, this is a group effort. Get to know that group and work as a team. That That is everything I think I can t- say. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Alison. I think that's really good advice. I, I, it, I, I'm not going to put my two penneth in because I think both of you probably have – that was really good advice. And I think asking Kate, brilliant idea, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Kate is um, – uh, a stand-up comic but also works pretty much full-time as a doing improv, improv and has been is, in so many different troops oh, and so many different things yeah yeah, yeah. So, and so she's a great person to, to ask and get advice from um in terms of the admin side of it um i'm going to turn to maureen because uh, as we know maureen is a very successful and brilliant stand-up comedian but but certainly when maureen started for many years she was also tits deep in a lot of admin yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because Running, you've um, run, Maureen ran so, many, so many different. At one point, when I, I think what, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, Maureen, but there was one point where you were running uh, comedy gigs in London, Coventry, Leicester, and Birmingham, and and you did some in Manchester because that's where I met you when you came up to Manchester. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't run them. No, those oh, were okay. Hazel, I think. Oh, Hazel. But but you were running four monthly yeah. shows. So let's turn to you about how you manage with the admin. Yeah, it's a lot of admin and it's a lot of work. Um, I would, my advice would be not to take on too much because the problem is I, I've also worked in a co-op as an actor's co-op. The problem is, and I did that, I ended up doing a lot of the admin because I could work the computer better and, and work Word better. And you end up there and you take on a lot and people are like, oh, great, so-and-so will do it. And you end up getting lumbered with it all, which at first you're all right and then afterwards you're like am I the only one doing things here? And then you start yeah. becoming resentful. So I think Alison's definitely right. You've got to make sure you don't take on too much and that you only take on a certain amount. It is so time consuming. It's um, promoting it. Promoting is a, and it's all very different from now because when I did it, you could do various websites, and but that doesn't work now. It's all social media and and uh, so get some social media and reels oh, and tiktok it's, and, and tiktok oh. it, so it's completely completely different um you know you probably want a mailing list mailchimp is very good because it's free um but yeah and my advice would be especially if you've got a full-time job is not to take on too much and if you're like me because sometimes it's just easier for me to do it because i could i could do it better basically so you just you just think i'll oh, just leave it to me and i would do it and then you end up going doing well, everything and doing yeah. it yeah. So, yeah, just make sure you don't take on too much. I think that's really, really good advice. You don't want to be the, the go-to person for all the admin, basically. And if the joy of it is the performance, then my... And, and I said this to, to, to Maureen, you know, um, you eventually have to sack all that off and just focus yeah. on the performance. Because if that is the thing that you enjoy, and it may mean that you end up leaving that improv group and then you may end up going your own way and doing something else with someone else or on your own or whatever, but don't get sucked into something yeah. that is just admin because that's not yeah. why anyone starts doing improv. You do it because you love performing. And that was the problem because 
because I was having, I had these four nights. You end up spending so much time on promoting it and the admin. You spend no, you know, instead of writing or writing for gigs or writing new jokes. So it, you know, my career has definitely benefited from not doing those clubs anymore. Yeah. Saying that there is there's nights coming up in Birmingham and London, so feel free to check out my comedy on my website. But yeah, it's it it, it can just be so draining. So yeah, just just. Um, and it's difficult, though, because you think if I do this and this, then we can go, you know, it's hard. Also, the venues, when you start out, you do play a lot of inaccessible venues because they're small, uh, tend to be small bars and it's problematic. It's really problematic. If you're doing, it's very different as a stand-up comedian. We don't really get to choose what, you know, we just go where the gig is. I mean, yeah. I mean we're not putting, apart from Maureen, who's actually physically putting on nights, I, I wasn't putting on nights. So I would just go, are you employing me to gig? Well, I'll go there. Yeah. And lot and yeah. I would say 90% of places are inaccessible. Yeah. And uh, not to say that you should that that should stop you I'm not to say that that right well then don't worry about it because it's not your problem. I'm saying you should always try to um find venues that are accessible. Um but I think also pragmatically if you want to perform particularly when you're starting out rightly or wrongly you do have to kind of make some compromises and say, okay, well, we can't always find somewhere accessible. Wherever it is possible, that is going to be an, one of our top priorities that we do that. Uh, and and also, you know, to feed back to those venues and go, unfortunately, we can't perform here or we won't be able to perform here again because it's not accessible. You, you know, we need to make these. But a lot of the... And I think it's, you know, I don't know what it's like where, where you live, but here a lot of the buildings are quite old and it's like good yes. luck trying to make them accessible it's yeah. just and it's and impossible it's it's quite difficult but but great great keep your intentions your intentions the same i think and and try to achieve those and lastly the only thing i'd say is i think one of the most important questions is one that questions that kate asked which is what is it that you want to do what is, is this a hobby? Out of this? What yeah. is it that you want? Is this a hobby? Is this a future career? Is this something that just feeds your self-esteem? Is this something because it's a social thing, you love hanging out with people? Figure out what that is first, and then I think the rest of it will fall into place. Yeah, agreed. Alison, thank you very much for your advice. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> now, let's find out what we've all been watching on the television and reading and, 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 and touching ourselves. Well, I've been watching, and I totally recommend this, Treason, which is on Netflix... Starring Charlie Cox, Una Chaplin and Olga Kurilenko and Kieran Hines. It's five episodes. It's written by Matt Charman, who I've actually met. Very nice guy. He's a friend of a friend. And his first a big screen movie script was Bridge of Spies, which he won an Oscar for. So um, not bad, bad going. And the story is about the head of MI6, played by Kieran Hines, is poisoned. And his deputy chief, Adam Lawrence, takes over. And it's and I can't really tell much because I can't tell you much because it's all about treason who's 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 being treasonable to who and who's you know whatever. Um, but Adam Lawrence comes under suspicion because his rise has been so he's been so quick up the ladder, and um, and it's all about who why was why was the head of MI six um, poisoned and who's the, the, and they believe there's a mole in MI six which is probably quite realistic and also there's certain things like there's certain tropes which don't work out so I, I really really enjoyed it his wife happens to be an ex-soldier which proves to be handy um, but I really really I really love the series you've got the CIA coming in they're getting involved they don't trust the British I really really enjoyed it so uh, Treason on uh, Netflix also on Netflix is The Diplomat with Kerry Russell and I've, I've heard Rufus a Sewell. few people have, have, have recommended Diplomat I wouldn't recommend it, even though it's got Rufus Sewell in it. It's about a woman who becomes ambassador to Britain while a, a, and, and the British warship has just been blown up. So there's a lot going on. Her her husband, Hal, played by Rufus Sewell, was a former diplomat, but he's a bit of a loose cannon, so he's been thrown out by the uh, their version of the Foreign Secretary. I can't remember what they call it. And um, I got... It, I find it unrealistic... And to be honest, even though I love Rufus Sewell, who's a fantastic actor, I ended up on my phone. And even while there was action going on, I didn't watch it. It was just background noise while I was on my phone. And it, and in the end, I was like, oh. so I've got no idea what happened after about episode three or four. I just stopped, you know, it was because it was like just background music. So I I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I think a few people um, said that it was like a, an unrealistic, but quite sort of feel good sort of thing that it, it it it's 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 a quite a soapy kind of um 
drama. It, I don't think it's. I don't think it's um, particularly. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm uh, I don't think it's particularly naturalistic or anything. No, because you know this husband. Anyway, he does all this stuff, and you're like, really. But anyway, that's that's what. But treason definitely recommend. So treason, yes, but maybe not the diplomat. I have heard. Um, other things, people have enjoyed it. But I think if you're looking for something that is... that, If you've watched Treason, which probably offers something a bit more... I don't know. I don't know if highbrow is the right word, but it definitely feels like it's something that could happen. And then you watch something like that, you're probably like... It's a bit like Designated Survivor. I don't know if you've ever seen that. With Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I used to really like it. But then, you know, like every hour, the problem will get solved within an hour and you're like... It's, it's, I think Diplomat is... My friend said the Diplomat is kind of like in the Designated Survivor canon. And that's yeah. why I, I said that, that I don't really enjoy those sort of um, drama... Uh, you know, either they, I, I find them boring after a while because it's like you can, if you, everything always gets solved and there's always like, what have we learned from this lesson? And <laughs> people are good and let's hold hands and come by. Our, no, thanks. Bye. Um, anyway, but thank you very much for your recommendations, Maureen. Alison, I don't want you to resent me in any way and I hope that you won't. But I have got two recommendations which I think cross over into the horror genre. And I hope How brilliant. How brilliant. Let's I talk. hope you don't mind no. if I talk about these. The first one I'm going to talk about, it's not really a horror film, but I think it falls under the horror genre. In fact, it isn't a horror film, but I, I definitely think you could put it in that genre. That's thriller, horror sort of thing. Um, was recommended by a friend of the pod, Lucy Pierce, and her uh, partner, Laura. Um, and it's called Fractured. It's a movie called Fractured. And it stars Sam Worthington uh, of Avatar. You're nodding, Alison. Have you seen it? I believe I have seen Fractured. Go on. Go on. So it stars Sam Worthington and Lily Rabe, um, who are a couple who are having a difficult time in their marriage. And um, they are driving back from a Thanksgiving dinner at um, her families and it hasn't gone particularly well uh we kind of pick up a few things about him he doesn't seem very happy he seems quite tortured he's a recovering alcoholic um he seems desperate to want to make things right with his family but we don't really know exactly what's going on and they make a pit stop because their daughter um needs batteries for one of her many screens um <clears throat> And it's a long drive and they were like, well, let's go and get some batteries and let's go and get this and let's go and get that. Anyway, long story short, an accident occurs uh, where the daughter falls and hurts herself. And then that's when the drama begins where he uh, and his wife rush their daughter to hospital. He takes his daughter and his wife to hospital. Everyone at the hospital, we see everything through his eyes, seems a bit weird. Everything seems a bit, should I, might I say, fractured. Um, and then his wife and daughter go missing and the hospital say, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know where your wife and daughter are. And he's like, oh, my God, I was literally, you do, because I was literally here with them and you took them down for a CT scan, my daughter, and now you're saying that you don't know where she is. This is completely fucked up. And then it's about his journey to find out what's happened. His That's his, is his thing about what's happened to my daughter, what's happened to my wife. Now... There is obviously a twist. There's always a twist with these things. Um, I, I figured out the twist <laughs> immediately. So I feel like there wasn't really a big surprise for me at the end. But I still really enjoyed it. Even though I kind of guessed what it was, I kind of, I still really enjoyed it. And 
I, I think I recommend it, yeah. It, Fractured, you can get it on Netflix. And it is quite... Um, it's quite sinister. It's not horror, to, to be clear in terms of... But it is really sinister. So that's my first recommendation. My second recommendation is a horror film called Alone. And it was made in, I think, 2020. Uh, and it stars uh, Jules Wilcox as a young woman leaving her home uh, in, I, th I think she lives, I think she's driving from a town in, in Oregon. I just assumed it was Portland. I don't know where it is. And she's driving, well, it looks like she's driving north into Washington state uh, because of, just because of the countryside, it kind of looks like it is. And anyway, she meets a guy, a guy, she has an incident in her car where a guy, basically she nearly he, like nearly causes an accident like he's just driving really sort of erratically and aggressively and, and just quite creepily actually um and then she just keeps bumping into this guy and he it's like almost like he's stalking her and that but she's alone in this car with a u-haul truck at the back and she's moving away we don't know why she's moving away but she's something has happened and she's grieving and she's sad and she's getting phone calls from her parents going we were going to come and help you move. And she's like, well, I've already left, so you don't need to help me move. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way, so don't worry about it. And all the while, in the background, while she's on these phone calls, we just know that this, this guy is around somewhere, stalking her. And then it's, that's the... I'm not going to say anything more about it, but it's about a woman on her own being stalked by this guy and... I have to say it was really, really like it's very tense and um, it uh, I don't without wanting to give away the ending. It's a very satisfactory ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I did really enjoy it. And it also it's 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 a, um, one of those movies that's just the right length. Like the way that it was edited, they they got it. I think it was like I think it's 90 minutes. And I thought I, I watched it and I thought Alison would really like this. I haven't heard of either one of these, so I'm delighted by this. Yeah, well, I think Fractured is kind of in the thrill of genre, but it is still very sinister. And Alone, I think, is definitely a horror film. Yeah, and it's and and but again, it's not. I, I you know, it's not like gory or anything like that. But it's it's like, oh my god, I'm I'm very stressed. <laughs> So I think you'd like it. So those are my two recommendations. And thank you to Lucy for her recommendation of Fractured because I did really enjoy it. She said, I think you'll like it. And I did. Um, and I really enjoyed Alone as well. And somebody else recommended that to me. And I thought, oh, I think Alison will like this. Mm, I love the sound of both of those. And they're both available. If you live in the UK, they're both available on Netflix. Oh, that's okay. Well, then I'm just going to jump in. Here's the third scary recommendation this week, then. Uh, because we were talking about improv troops, uh, I went with a horror movie called Fear Inc. Okay. Uh, is a blend of comedy and horror that revolves around the character of Joe Foster, a man obsessed with horror movies and always wants to be scared, fed up of haunted houses and spooky locations. Joe is met by a mysterious man who hands him, hands him a card for a company called Fear Inc., a custom tailor scare company that goes above and beyond to bring your nightmares to life. What? what Joe thinks is initially a game suddenly turns into more sinister than he can ever imagine. I love 
this what movie. A fucked up idea. Who wants their nightmares brought to life? That's I that's what I actively don't want. Yeah, some people don't look at that. It's the same people who go to like, you know, hell houses or like haunted houses and, you know, they seek out these scary things. There are like fear junkies who want to be scared. Um, and I can't remember. It reminds me of a movie I saw ages ago uh, where it's like, basically it's like it blurs the line between what is real and what is like being created by like this this company being hired by something and just so i thought it was a good blend of like ooh acting versus reality where's the line how you know um so yeah that's what i went with it is it, it is funny it's very funny if you like horror movies there's so many like homages to other horror movies um and it's like you know Six friends in a house, blah, that kind of thing. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Good laughs, good jump scares, not a lot of blood and gore. Um, yeah, Fear Inc. I Great. highly recommend it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, Alison, that sounds absolutely like my idea of a nightmare. Hell. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't think of anything I would like less. Fear Inc. And also, you know, as as horror movies go, doesn't get a terrible. Uh, it's five hey. five point six on IMDb and forty six percent Rotten Tomatoes. Which, frankly, that's that's pretty good. That's, that's a great pretty, rating. That's a, with that's the, a great rating. Some other stuff I've shown you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that's Fear Inc., which I think you can rent on Amazon. But anyway, just you Google it for heaven's sake. Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. Thank you for yours this week. Three. Three and one. Oh, dear. I'm going to... Don't worry, I won't be stepping on your toes again. And um, let's go back to Maureen Younger. We must. We demand it. It is time to culture Maureen's corner. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. If only, Jen, if only. Um, I was going to do female singers, uh, but obviously I've added one because recently uh, Tina Turner sadly died. Oh, I know. Do you know what? I, was, I felt really sad. And I was like, why do I feel sad? I don't even know Tina Turner. She was in her 80s. I mean, so she had a good and, innings. And also she had a good innings, but I did. I was like, I, she's just been always there hasn't she yeah. and also I think because she's a very admirable woman I mean obviously only being 38 I don't weirdly I've still got the I bought the vinyl album when it came out in 1984 before uh, you were dancer, born before I was born <laughs> uh, <laughs> private dancer which if you weren't around in the mid 80s <clears throat> you can't imagine how big it was I mean this was the time when people bought records it was a massive hit <clears throat> and it actually came out the 28th of May 1984 so not that long ago 39 years ago, sorry, I've got uh, something in my throat. And it had seven hit singles. She had seven hit singles. And I actually saw her in concert in Vienna. I don't go to concerts. I'm not really a concert person, but I went to see her in a really big... I can't remember where. It was a massive venue. And I still remember it. Uh, She was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, up until, like, her, like, late 70s... 70s, She was still touring. Not just touring, but, boy... Dancing. Performing. Per- really performing. performing. Yeah. Perfor- yeah, yeah. Performing. Yeah. She really performed. Oh, wow. Um, and those who don't know, she obviously uh, became famous with, uh, it was Ike and Tina Turner. She left a very abusive relationship. Um, he was a, uh, he used to beat her up and, and stuff. And she left. And I think she left, when she left him, she had 38 cents. 
he took the money, he took everything. She had 38 cents in her pocket. And there's that, it's quite, you know, she went to a hotel and, say, and just basically asked for a room because, you know, she had a bloodied fate. He'd just beaten her up. And she, she, you know, she had to do little gigs and stuff because, you know, he, he took everything. And then she did this amazing thing. I mean, it's, it is the best revenge is to live your life well because she became a massive hit. Like, like Tina Turner herself became bigger than Ike and Tina oh. ever were. I, I mean, she was just... Just the best revenge. I mean, he would have been absolutely gutted. And who remembers him? Uh, people don't remember uh, him. No. no one remembers him unless you add Tina Turner to it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he took the house, he took the money, even tried to take her name. Um, and she actually found uh, success in Europe first. And she left a really, she had a, found love in the end and um, lived happily in Switzerland. So it was like the best revenge possible. And um, just if you want, there's a great film called What's Love Got to Do with It? Which oh, is- with Angela Bassett. Oh, I don't know how God. she didn't win an Oscar. She's amazing. Absolutely oh amazing. In this. That, that, isn't that a great film? And also, the whole time you're watching it, you're like, I forgot that it was Angela Bassett. I totally started to think I was watching Tina yeah. Turner because yeah. she completely inhabits her body. Even the dancing and everything and, yeah. I agree, though. I remember the first time I saw that movie, it just blew my mind because I I knew there was like, you know, it wasn't a healthy relationship. I did not know the full extent. And that movie alone, I mean, I always liked Tina Turner, but I think a lot of us after we saw What's Love Got to Do With It, we were like, oh, I love Tina Turner. Oh, and that film is amazing. And and, and Angela Bassett is fen- like such a phenomenal actress and she just knocks it out of the park in that role. She- but you're absolutely right. The, yeah. When you see what t- Tina Turner was up against, let alone trying to be successful in the music industry anyway. I mean, forget it. I mean, that's As like, a middle-aged woman. Uh, yeah. that, that's like, you know, difficult. Um, but, you know, as a woman that was like in her late 30s, early 40s and, uh, you know, like... God, I don't even know how she did it, but she's, yeah, she's a superstar. And her whole world was behind Ike. Like, her mom was like, stay with Ike, do what Ike says. Like, yeah. everyone was like, you do what your man says. Like, that. it was that time. Everything was stacked against her. They were like, well, you're, you, who is Tina Turner without Ike? You are, there's only Ike and Tina Turner. There is no Tina Turner. Wrong. And that's, what is amazing about that film, I was, I was trying to say, was that, um, it just shows you up to the point where she's, you know, in that hotel begging for a room, you know, with a bloody face. It doesn't even deal with the massive fame. So it's just that part of her life. And you think, what a life to live. And I think she shows, you know, because we all get to points when you just think, oh, I just can't get, I can't carry on. And then you see somebody like that who's had, who's been in an abusive relationship, you know, has lost everything. She's got 38 cents in her pocket and she goes on to become this megastar. Um, and, Actually, there's a. I think it's on Disney Plus. It's definitely on Hulu. I think it's on D- Disney Plus, uh, which you've got, Jen. Tina, which is a documentary, okay. and it has. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, and you. She's she's in it, so she's talking about herself and those closest to her. And there's apparently unseen photographs and film footage, and there's Angela Bassett's obviously talking about. It, and she said, you know, the thing about Tina Turner is that, you know, her the worst point of her life is was an inspiration to other people. Yeah. You know, so you've got, you've got people always talking about probably something she didn't really want to talk about anymore. Do you know what I mean? Um, but that looks like a really, really good documentary. <clears throat> so that's on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. OK, great. So the other two uh, singers I was going to talk about was kind of jazz singers, was Billie Holiday, which most people probably have heard of, 
who died only at 44. And if you haven't heard of her, you've you've heard of her, haven't you, Alison? Yeah, of course. Of course, Billie Holiday. I maybe don't read everything, but I know who Billie Holiday <laughs> is, Maureen. <laughs> she had a unique voice. I mean, like, she's one of those singers that as soon as you hear the first line, you're like... That's Billie Holiday. I used to play her a lot in my 20s. I think I must have been quite depressed at some point because I had her on repeat. Um, and she was a, absolutely... Uh, her vocal style was just, just unique and she had a new way of, of, of manipulating phrasing and the tempo. Um, some of the songs, they're not feminist. Uh, you know, like she's... You know, the one that one, um, ain't nobody's business if I do. It's like, well, I'd rather my man would hit me than for him to jump up and quit me. I don't really... Uh, go along with those sentiments but you know they were written in the 30s do you know what I mean or, or 20s probably so you kind of got to go and leave a bit of allowances for that uh, there is a movie of her life uh, The Lady Sings the Blues with Dinah Ross from 1972 you can see that on Amazon and there's a, a film from t- 2021 which had mixed reviews The United States versus Billie Holiday yeah yeah have you seen it that's on that's on Amazon as well with Andrew I Day. haven't I've listened to quite a lot of um documentary podcasts about her but I haven't watched anything there's a story isn't there about her um being the headliner in a posh hotel and she was the everyone was only there to see her and she she wasn't allowed through the front door they had to let her in through the back door Uh, a story about how there was a swimming pool but um if they found out that black people had swum in the pool they used to have to drain the pool they would drain it afterwards like just I mean like the kind of stuff where you're like this is <laughs> well, like, that happened you to know. Jesse Owens they had a dinner in his you know the famous black athlete African-American athlete they had a dinner in his honour and he couldn't go through the front doors he had to go through through the back doors he wasn't allowed to go through the front and it was a dinner in his honour yeah I mean it's I mean, just, it's just it's just bullshit. I've mentioned Hollywood crime scene before on this podcast probably quite a long time ago, but I'll mention it again. Um, I really love this podcast. And, of course, they do do a lot of crime, but they also do these great uh, episodes on, um, you know, these these icons. And, and they do one on Billie Holiday. I recommend you. I urge you to listen to it. It's really good. They do ones on, like, Judy Garland and, like, you know, Lana Turner and Ava Gardner and... They give you. They go into so much depth, and sometimes they're two episodes. So sometimes they'll be two hours. Sometimes they're three hours. If if they've got if they've got a lot to say, they do it over three episodes. I think Billy Holiday they do over two eps. So Hollywood Crime Scene do a, a great um, okay, uh, sort of a great biog of 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 Billy Holiday, and they give you lots of information which I think you just wouldn't necessarily get. Um, so because they do their research, so uh, I can recommend that. But yeah, that's. Also, what's interesting about Billie Holiday, um, she's often compared to or, or was compared to Ella Fitzgerald, who has a a completely different voice. It's yeah. like a classically, almost like a classically trained voice. Ella, Ella Fitzgerald's voice is, I mean, I would say almost faultless. You can't fault it. It's just such an incredible... Gorgeous voice. Billie Holiday's voice is not delivering that. Billie Holiday's voice is... You can, you know, you can find the faults in Billie Holiday's voice, but what you're getting from her is yeah. everything: yes. her blood, her sweat, her so, tears, her guts, her soul, and it's all coming out. And that's why we listen to Billie Holiday. Yeah, my third singer now is Julie London. I don't know if you know her. Love no. her voice. She was American. She's really famous for "Cry Me a River," which is one of my favourite songs. She's a great. Oh, oh I know. Great, I know. 
that song. Love that yeah. song. Uh, she's got a very sultry voice, very sultry, very sexy. Um, and in the mid fifties, she was signed for a recording contract. She was also an actress, and uh, she recorded thirty two albums. And she was the most popular female vocalist for in nineteen fifty five, nineteen fifty six, and nineteen fifty seven. So if you kind of like torch song singers, uh, Julie London is a really good choice. Uh, I've got one of her albums still. Uh, I love her. I love her voice. Very Great. sexy. So yeah, okay. Julie London. Brilliant. Great recommendations, Maureen. Thank you very much. And also, uh, why not, uh, if you can, uh, get hold of What's Love Got To Do With It as a movie? I mean, just watch it. It's great. We, we The three of us can highly recommend it. It's that time. We're at that time. I mean, we've 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 learned. We've grown. We've we've grown. We've grown. Everyone, dear God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what happens when we record early in the morning. But what I want to know is uh, is the shit that's getting under our skin, Jen. What's getting your goat? Don't judge me now. You're going to be judging me now, but bloody well, wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And, and, and do you know who I blame? society <laughs> oh apparently i've got to take collagen or something this is what? getting on my nerves i mean now all of these things as women we've got to do so chloe's told me i'm buying this collagen she said i said oh okay i said all right well good luck with that and um she said well i think you should be taking it as well i said probably she goes because it's good for collagen um <laughs> plumping your face and making your skin healthy and all that, that sort of stuff and you've got a, a, a and apparently I, t- I thought it was a tablet I was like yeah I'll take a couple of whatever it doesn't matter you know I'll give me anything else to get my gob I don't mind and she was like no 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 it's a liquid so I've got to put this liquid in my coffee in the morning and I, I just I'm like oh are men doing this? Are men taking collagen? Do men don't have to take HRT? Are men are men like sort of making their bollocks do press-ups so they don't dangle. No, they're not. They're not doing any of this. I really resent it. I really resent... And also, whatever I say, I kind of know. It does, like, as a front-facing... Well, I mean, we're all front-facing. Can you imagine if you all wandered around backwards? But as a person that's sort of, like, vaguely in the public peripheral vision, OK, and I mean vaguely, I, I, I sort of... I'm kind of aware... To have any sort of longevity, I have to sort of, like, maintain a certain kind of amount of, like, don't look like you're dead. But I also deeply, deeply resent it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, ugh. And I'm sure it's good for you. Um, collagen does... I don't, I don't know what it does. Good for your hair, nails, feet, toes. I don't know. I'm, I recognise that it is just me moaning about trying to stey healthy, which I am constantly wagging on about with Maureen and don't give her a moment's peace. But at the same time... It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Are you doing it? Alison, you're already doing it, aren't you? (laughs) Alison's already doing it. I can tell by your face. You were like, normally you're very supportive. You're like, come on, Jen. This is, yeah, you're correct. (laughs) But I saw your face and I was like, she's already mainlining collagen every day. (laughs) I've already been through it all. I did the coffee thing. I've done the liquids. I've now find tablets that I like. I'll recommend the tablets. to. (laughs) All right, so when we get off this call, you're going to recommend me some tablets. Okay, fine. What does it do, Alison? What am I doing with my body? Yeah, what is coll- it? Collagen is strictly for um, skin plumping elasticity. Skin plumping. It's they too say late. as we get older, our, our skin just so, yeah, yeah, collagen is supposed to help with that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I can already see that. 
there's things dripping and drooping and 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 you know you know the lines and they go oh look there they are they're still there i smile and they just hang these little lines just hang around you know like in cartoons where men had that sort of line around their face to show that they've shaved you know yeah. like in a cartoon it's like a line <laughs> i appear to have that permanently around there with from from all the smiling i do <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that got my goat when I uh, got up this morning and uh, the first thing I get uh, confronted by is my partner telling me I've got to start doing something about my face, which I, I resent. <laughs> Jen really needs to do something about whatever's happening on your face. And the other thing is, and Warren, you're like this. So I'm doing I'm doing that thing where I'm just staring at my phone, not really looking at anything. You, 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 I'm like mm. I'm just on the sofa just staring at my phone because I know I've got jobs to do. Chloe's asked me to do six jobs and I've just ignored her by staring at my phone. So she took a photograph of me and she sent it to me and she went, this is what you look like. And I went, oh, OK, fine. And I looked at the photo and I was like, dear God. She went, you look like your mum. I said, but yeah, but my, my mum was 76 when she looked like this. What's going on? <laughs> oh, she, I don't think Chloe... I think Chloe's dropping some heavy hints now <laughs> those aren't hints jen she is straight she's like, up <laughs> she's straight up like you've got to do something about whatever's going on in your face because i'm unhappy about it i said to her the, i said to her last night will you love me when i when everything's um when everything goes south she went what do you mean when and i went oh, okay great. <laughs> that's uh, love also and also never never actually answered that question <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, yeah. that's what's got my goat this this week is um is that, uh, but I'm sure I'll be over it by next week after I've um been ingesting collagen and I, I come back online and you both say to me, how plump my skin is. Maureen, your skin always looks plump. That's because I'm overweight. <laughs> okay, but that's not what I meant. I meant the skin doesn't look saggy. Well, anyway, <laughs> look, she's got the cheekbones. Actually, Alison, I have to say, you, your, your skin always looks insane. Oh, you're very kind. It's I mean, collagen. I, just... I I have some tips. I'll I'll call Chloe and tell her what I think later. Yeah, you know, I... it's funny that she did that to you because when I stayed at your house one time, because uh, I use a lot of serums and vitamins, and you look, I I buy into it all. And one time, I brought my full skin regime to your house when I stayed at your place, and I was showing Chloe all the. I was oh. like, and then I do this and this, and she was like, it's just. That seems like a lot, Allison. So I think it's funny that she's getting on you to put in collagen when she was like, wow, that's a lot of serums. Oh, she'll still wash her face with a bar of soap. So, I mean, like, she's not perfect. (laughs) Do you know, you know, I had that red thing here. Yeah, what was it? Um, well, it was weird. I had I got that Chinese cream, which was very expensive, that pink cream. I can't remember what it's called. It's yeah. a Chinese name. I put that on there and it got rid of it straight away. Listen, I don't want to tell you that I'm a maverick and I've come up with some really great suggestions for you thus far, Maureen, but... Chinese doctor. It seems like I'm a maverick. Honestly. I'm not going to... rid of it. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Well, listen, we've had a lovely time with you all <laughs> this, this episode and uh, that's the end. Perfect. Oh, that was brilliant. That was, that was actually the best ending we've had this far. Thank you. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats.
Go back to. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.